the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today. A gorgeous day. Absolutely perfect here in Western PA. Hope that you're doing well. Kath, good to see you as well. How are things? My headset's giving out, John. Technical difficulties at the top of the show? I just Mm -hmm. want to say it, that... Sometimes, you know, the left channel completely goes out. Sometimes the right channel goes out. And I can only imagine the the quality of what you're saying. <laughs> so what are you getting? Is. Every other word. Christy, something like that. Yeah. Every other word, really. Mm-hmm. No, but I'm sure, I'm certain that what oh, you're kidding. saying is great. It's filled with delight and wisdom, it's I'm just, sure. Sometimes I'm That's miss- why we're here. But I, I'm missing, with each passing day, a more sizable percentage of it. How about if I, how about if I give you a pair of these uh, no, studio? No, I'm not doing those anymore. See, everybody has tools of the trade. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Depending depending on what your trade is. The receptionist at the front desk do. has tools that are different yep. than our tools. Christy right. certainly has different tools of the trade. Right. The headphones. It's a big deal. I mean, for some people, they kind of go, why would you think headphones are such a big deal? Because that's what you do. Which, it's what we do. Wait, that, listen to me being like, you know, picky. Or, that's like I slipped into some character. Yeah, all of a sudden, Which, you're like... Some people say, <laughs> You're like Sebastian Maniscalco's I became, mom. I became like one of my young sisters. Right. Right? You know. mm-hmm. Anyway, so you're in the, you're in the anyway, so I'm Fritz there. Yeah, I'm on the Fritz. I'm gonna have to get. An, I'm gonna have to ask management, management for a new pair. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they think hearing only fifty percent of what you're saying is okay. <laughs> I mean, that could be know. a new trend. Do not tell my wife. Do not even she's go gonna, there. She's going right. to ask for a pair. Hey, I got a new invention for you, Can, Ron. You have to pay extra for those. <laughs> really? <laughs> Fabulous. Good stuff. Okay. Anything new? Uh, I am very happy to tell you, tell and this really is not that meaningful to any of you but me, but I was able to cover my porch furniture today. <gasps> oh. Remember I said I wanted oh. to do it, but then it got really cold, and I was mad update. at myself not doing it when it was warm. Mm-hmm. Well, today it was so lovely. I thought, why wouldn't I want to be outside? And I got it all covered. All by yourself? I feel all by myself. Very feel nice. very good about it. Moved did, it all around, got it all cleaned. Nice. Yep. Did you have to tie anything down? I did tie it all down. Because mm-hmm. uh-huh. you never know. Because you know what? Well, you do know actually. Well, yeah. You know, you know what's going to happen. It's going to be ugly, and so I tied everything down. Here it comes. Mm-hmm. How's the card table working out? The card table? Yeah. Um, you mean the one that I have my computer on at home? Inside the house, like your first floor furniture? Yeah, that, it's it looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, we got it at Sam's Club about a decade ago, so it's stained from multiple Christmases. But that's what I'm using as my work table. Is that yeah. the only piece of furniture downstairs? Uh, I have I have my computer sits on that, mm-hmm. and then I have um, the one sofa and a chair. Oh, you have a sofa. Yeah, I do have our old sofa in there. Oh, I was feeling bad. I just thought it was a card table. No, it's a sofa. I mean, it looks pretty bad. It's old. Yeah. But, you know, I'm doing the best I can. We're, we're anticipating renovations that are going to happen at our house. But we've been anticipating it since August. And there's been one COVID delay after another COVID delay after mm-hmm. another COVID delay. And so um, January 3rd, it's going to be when that's it's all going to happen. Yep. That's a good thing. You Listen, put- nobody, nobody believes me. Look, at you're both like, right. No, I, 
I want to come visit. When, is it you nice, should come visit now. Is it nice really, to walk around? There's like nothing there. There's nothing there. It, well, no, because it looks like it looks crappy all the time. It's just everything looks terrible because there's boxes and, you know, stuff. Oh, oh, there's clutter. I thought there's, it was like totally empty. No, like everything was in the pot. No, there's clutter. I thought it would be easy to clean. No, because every time I think we're about to start, there's another COVID delay. And so I, I still don't have everything out in the pod because I still need it. You know, every time I go to move, like, all the pots and pans out, I think, oh, no, we're not doing it now. Right. So I have to leave the pots and pans so we have something to cook with. Mm. And now my Christmas tree is going to look terrific. Mm. See, I envisioned one thing. Now you just made it sound a lot worse. <laughs> well, really it's true. Just, I can send you a video if no, you'd like to okay. see the it's truth fine. of it. I, just, I sent a picture to Christy the other night, I'm my curious. cat. Mm. And there was just my cat, and there was just, like, a big empty room and a lot of garbage. Yeah. What was in that message? Door? Wasn't that in the group message? Was it in the group message? I think I... Oh, you I was, was making dinner. That's yeah, right. John didn't care. <laughs> it was a group message, but you, and you, Christy, you know, and I were the only ones that cared. Well, you know, whenever you get sucked into a group messaging thing, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, there's people like you take control, and then you're busy. I'm busy. And now I feel bad oh, like I... look at... No, no. Listen, there's Christy, three of us. Christy and I have nothing in our lives. No, no. I'm just busy doing but something you're busy, else. you're busy. You're taking care of all the particulars in your very important life. All of a sudden, like you're on call for something else. Like, oh, wait, you have to comment. But I'm busy. I, you know, I had a grilled cheese sandwich on the... On the uh... mm-hmm. <laughs> Christy and I are going to start having our own conversations. All right. Sorry. Okay. I'll respond to it tonight, okay? Uh, yeah, please. Would All you right. get right on it? Pleasure. As we always do, we start off the show, other than idle chit-chat about the card table and whatnot and the grilled cheese sandwich. Kath, please give us, give us an update on the news stories of the day, the top four at four. For Wednesday, John, mm. November 17th, <laughs> 2021. We're here. Number one. I'm listening. With the Beijing Winter Olympics just three months away, the Biden administration will soon have to make clear whether it plans to send an official delegation to China. But apparently, the White House is expected to announce that neither the president nor any other U.S. government officials will attend. This diplomatic boycott, is what they're calling it, John, is intended as a way to respond to the Chinese government's human rights abuses without impacting U.S. athletes. It's a horrible, horrible, horrible story. Although the administration technically has not finalized this decision, a formal recommendation has been made to the president. He is expected to approve it before the end of the month. Now, here's my question. It is a terrible story about the human rights abuses. But I'm not sure what message this is going to send. Like, they're not going to care if they don't show up. Just frees up space for somebody else. Someone else can sit in the seat. Big deal. Number two, speaking of the president, The Roman Catholic bishops of the United States have backed away from a direct conflict with him today, approving a new document on the sacrament of the Eucharist that does not mention the president or any politicians by name. This is from the New York Times. At issue was the question of which Catholics, under which circumstances, are properly able to receive communion, one of the most sacred rites. For some conservative Catholics, the real question was more pointed, though. Should Catholic politicians who publicly support and advance abortion rights be denied the sacrament? Though the document shied away from explicitly challenging Mr. Biden, its very existence, though, does highlight a divide between conservative American bishops and the Vatican, and of course pitted some of the nation's most powerful prelates against the Catholic president. Um, Thinking back to Inauguration Day in January, you remember Archbishop Jose Gomez of L.A.? I do. He's the president of the Conference of Catholic Bishops. He issued a statement characterizing Biden as advancing policies, quote, that advance moral evils and threaten human life and dignity most seriously in the areas of abortion, contraception, marriage, and gender. 
Though the new guidance does not single out individuals, it does emphasize the obligation of Catholic public figures to demonstrate moral consistency between their personal faith and their public actions. But that didn't matter when Biden was with the Pope, right? Nope. Because they left the meeting and Biden it's, walked out and said, Catholic. hey, the Pope says I'm a good Catholic. Right. So we we'll go. Good. Number three. Representative Jackie Spire, Democrat of California, has announced she will not seek re-election to Congress next year. And you think, why would I make that one of our top fours? Well, first of all, because she's an ally of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. But the bigger story is that Jackie Spire becomes the latest Democrat to announce his or her retirement ahead of midterm elections, which are, get ready for it, widely expected to sweep Republicans into the House majority. And number four. Locally, the Richard King Mellon Foundation announced today it is gifting money to the University of Pittsburgh to develop a large swath of the 178-acre Hazelwood Green development along the Mon into a biomanufacturing powerhouse. How much money did they give, you ask? Well, I will tell you, $100 million. It's the largest grant ever donated by the foundation for a single project, and it'll provide the capital and some initial operating expenses for the site's newest anchor tenant, which is... Pitt's planned commercial bioresearch and development facility named BioForge. And that is your top four at four. Fabulous. I love that. Yeah. So the the BioForge thing, first of all, in size is gigantic. Mm -hmm. But in scope, it's microscopic. Yes. Right? Because um, the idea is that they're taking uh, medical therapies that used to be uh, reliant on chemicals and actually turning them into biological things. That's the term that Pitt Chancellor Patrick Gallagher said. So do yourself a favor, if you can, later on this evening, read about this. Micro and nano mm-hmm. antibodies, micro needle, yep. other novel therapeutics. That around the world, Pittsburgh would be at the center of this. This is fabulous. So this $100 million from the Richard Mellon Foundation kicks things off in a gigantic way. Really good. Okay, let us take a quick break. When we do come back, Pastor Eric Andre is with us. It's a theme for the four o'clock hour, suffering. We're going to talk about the Christian suffers with Christ and for others. Pastor Eric Andre, that's next here on The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. God bless us, everyone. What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for 2022? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. To our Merry Christmas. God bless us. God bless us. Enter now at wordfm.com. Brought to you by Robin Jones, Swickley Realtor, and Trinity Jewelers. Where the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. At the American Lung Association, we're fighting for a day when we can all breathe easier. We're fighting for clear skies over every city and healthy lungs throughout the country. We're fighting to free millions of Americans from the addictive grip of tobacco and the devastating effects of lung disease. The American Lung Association isn't just fighting for air. We're fighting for all the things that make it worth breathing, and we can use your help. See what you can do 
at fightingforair.org. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. Got church? We do 24-7. And now you can watch Cornerstone Television's Pittsburgh Faith and Family Channel on Comcast Channel 1185. Use the Faith and Family Channel to watch local inspirational services conveniently from your home or peruse our channel for a sneak peek at a church to visit in person this Sunday. Check out Pittsburgh Faith and Family on Comcast Xfinity Channel 1185, Verizon Channel 472, or Armstrong Channel 95. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and certificate programs designed for students called as leaders of the church, academy, and our neighborhoods. Information is available at pts.edu. You've served our country and made us proud. Many of you have come home, continue to lead, and look out for one another. So it's important we all learn the five signs of emotional suffering. If you or someone you know is experiencing one or more of these signs, reach out, connect, offer to help. Hey, what's the matter? In or out of uniform, we can help our families and nation stay strong. Visit changedirection.org. The Ride Home streaming live on YouTube at The Word Pittsburgh. And if you tune in now, you can see our good friend Eric Andre joining us on Zoom. Eric, welcome in. Happy to see you. Nope, except we can't hear you. Little problem there. Little audio problem. All right. Sorry about that. There we go. Now we can hear him. (laughs) Very good. Eric, welcome. Good to be with you guys. Good yeah, to see you. good to see you. Thank you. Here today to talk to us about suffering, Eric. Oh, uh, never a really popular topic, but of course we're surrounded by it, are we not? Well, you know, I know that uh, you, John, I know that you, Kathy, I know that you're suffering because I'm telling you the longer I live and I'm, I'm 50 now and, um, and the longer I, I serve in the ministry, which has been uh, about 23 years now, I, I just realized that everyone is dealing with struggles, trials, afflictions um, significantly. Um, and there's many different aspects of that. And we will cover all of them in 15 minutes. No, but one, <laughs> one, one, one particular aspect that I thought we could uh, chat about today, and it's a very interesting one, uh, a verse from Colossians that I think has confused people, uh, confounded them, uh, significantly over the years. Paul writes in Colossians chapter one, and he writes this by the way, while he's in prison, he's, he's, he writes this while under house arrest in Rome. Um, he writes, I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. Uh, it's, it's a very interesting uh, phrase, right? I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions. What might he be getting at there? That's that's what I thought we could uh, maybe yeah. talk about. Yeah. So what does that mean? Does that mean there's like an aggregate suffering, you know, that like, that which is at a hundred percent, and whatever Christ's suffering didn't, you know, if whatever percent, then we all have to fill it up. I mean, I, that I'm, yeah, that that's ridiculous, but that's what it makes me think of. Right. Yeah. And I and I think obviously with with what the rest of Scripture with with what the rest of the New Testament with what the rest of Saint Paul says. Uh, we know it's not that Christ's 
substitutionary suffering on the cross wasn't enough. Death. We know it's not insufficient, right? We know it's complete. It's plenary. It's sufficient. So yeah, what what does Paul mean? Well, I, I, he's he's talking about you know since we are united with Christ, we're united with Him in faith. We're united with Him through baptism. We are participants in His life in in His in His person. Another kind of um, you know, another verse that's sometimes confounded people is when, when Peter says that we are participants in the divine nature. But I think this, is, again, is speaking to that union of the believer with Christ. And if we're united with Christ, we're not just united with his glory. We are also participants in his affliction. He, he is the suffering servant. And as Christ suffered, so the church suffers, so the individual believer, the individual Christian suffers. Um, Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, I want to know the fellowship of participating in Christ's sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead with him. Um, the fellowship and the suffering is, is only one side of that fellowship, which also becomes a fellowship in the resurrection. Uh, again, Paul says, we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Uh, Paul is getting at that aspect of our faith that teaches us that, yes, there is glory, but only through suffering. Yes, there's resurrection, but only through death. It's, it's the way of the cross. It's the way of our Lord in which we participate. Uh, yes, there is healing but only through and after suffering, right? And, and this, is what, this is what Paul's getting at, that this participation in Christ is also a participation in his sufferings. But what does he mean then that, 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 he's, that he's filling it up in his flesh? Well, I think he's talking about his connection with his fellow baptized, with his fellow believers, his fellow Christians. Uh, he knows that if the life of Christ, that he knows that the life of Christ will be victorious in his mortal body, so also then in the church, right? When he talks about the church and the body and the members, perhaps we think most often of 1 Corinthians 12. And if I can just read here again, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. He could have just as well said, so it is with the church. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body. And if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with. And so there's this unbreakable mutuality, mm -hmm. this, this, this reciprocal unity, not only with the believer in Christ, but with that baptized and with all the rest of the baptized, all the rest of the church, all the rest of the Christians. And so as we rejoice together, so we suffer together. And all of that contributes to the life of Christ in his body, which is the church. I think that's what Paul's getting okay. at. This okay. contributes something. It forms and shapes oh, and discipline. Okay, so it changes all of us together, not just as individuals, but as a whole body, as a family. Right, right. Yeah, what, yeah. what affects me, if I'm suffering, mm -hmm. it also affects you as my brother and sister in Christ. Yeah. But not only does it affect you, it it contributes something of the, it's Christ's life. Paul says he's participating in the sufferings of Christ. That must mean it's a blessing. Any participation yeah. in the life of Christ is ultimately a blessing, even if it doesn't always feel yeah, that yeah, way, yeah. right? So, for example, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said in The Cost of Discipleship that the highest gift 
Christ gives to an individual Christian is martyrdom. Right? That's a tough Some gift, gift to receive. Right? Yeah, yeah. But it's it's a blessing. Yeah. Think of the Beatitudes, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Mm-hmm. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who are persecuted. Blessed are they. So this is what Paul's getting at. If I'm suffering, it not only affects the others, but it contributes something to the body of Christ. It contributes something to the church. It contributes something to those with whom I am united with in Christ. Right. Okay, so Eric, what if, if people who are non-believers, of course, they're suffering as well, so there is a delineation, though, between who believe in Christ and also suffer and ascribe that to Christ and the church itself for the greater good of the body of Christ. I mean, that's a, it's a gulf. It's a, it's a line. But I think a lot of people would say, well, I'm just suffering regardless whether I'm giving it to Christ or not. Yeah, I mean, everyone suffers. Everyone can suffer unjustly. Um, but unjust suffering is not the same as suffering for the sake of Christ. It's not the same as participating in the sufferings of Christ. That, that is only given to those who bear the name of Christ, to those who have been baptized into him, to those who believe in him, to those who trust in him, to those who follow him, to those who've incorporated into him through the church. Um, a pastor friend of mine recently pointed out that we, we will suffer and it's a blessing to suffer for the name of Christ. Just make sure if you are suffering, it is indeed for Christ's sake and not because you're a jerk. Right. Because <laughs> that's another form of suffering. For right? sure. Yeah. That's, a, that's the self-imposed we, kind. That happens yeah, more often I mean, than not, right? You, you know, we, we, we have to, as Christians, we, we better be sharp in our distinctions. And it's important for our witness to the world that we are indeed suffering meekly, yeah. humbly, with poverty of spirit, and not because, you know— it, the world will be offended, but it better be offended because of Christ, who is the stumbling block and the offensiveness and the foolishness of God. It better not be because because I am offensive, right? right. Because I, Eric Andre, am offensive. Right. And, and so that's, that's another important aspect of this suffering as well. But I think the key point here, I mean, the, the key point I'm trying to make today with this, this verse from Colossians 1 about Paul filling up in his flesh Christ's afflictions and it abounding towards others is that... Uh, it, it connects us when we suffer for the sake of Christ. It connects us more to the Lord. And that can't help but be a blessing. And, and if it does, and not only that, but since I'm also connected to the rest of my brothers and sisters in Christ, in the body of Christ, it also is a blessing for them. Yeah, that's right. Really Anything good. that happens to me in Christ, whether it's suffering or glory, whether it's death or resurrection, is a blessing to me and to the rest of, of the body of Christ because and that, to my brothers. Because that's how good the goodness of God is, is that he's able to redeem all of that, right? And I, that's as how you, broad and wide yep, and good. Yep. And Eric, I was thinking as you were talking about, um, I think it's maybe in, I don't know, the second or third chapter of Second Peter, where he's talking about uh, suffering for Christ. And he says, if that happens to you, praise God that you bear that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think yeah. so often, those are such beautiful words um, we just don't realize how, you know, if we, if we would suffer for Christ, what an honor it is to be even called by his name. And so it would, it has to change our, our fear of it or our anticipation of it or, you know, whatever it is. Or recognition yeah, of it. Yeah, recognition of it. Yeah. When the disciples were brought in before the council and acts and, and they were flogged and, and, and beaten and told not to preach the name of Christ anymore, they left rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer for his name, mm. right? I mean, that's, um, 
Paul says in 2 Corinthians 1, if we are afflicted, he says to the, the Corinthians, the Christians in Corinth, if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. Hmm. Now, our suffering, and maybe this is a key point too, our suffering is ultimately not redemptive, all right? Only Christ's substitutionary atonement on the cross, only his passion, his suffering and death is redemptive for the sins of the world. But we participate in that. And then in and through us, that can flow out onto others and have them grow up into the full stature of Christ, who is our suffering servant and our resurrected Lord. Fabulous. Well, it's really challenging. That's really good, Eric. Thank really you. Deep, yeah. Erica. Can I just say one final thing? Yeah, 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 we yeah. Go. And then and then the final twist on this is that, of course, that Christ suffers his suffering for us is our justification. And he also suffers with us when you're suffering. Remember that Christ is suffering with you. He is there present. Mm-hmm. He is there as your companion. He is there walking with you as your good shepherd in the valley of the shadow of death. And he comforts you. Amen. I love it. I mean, I, I never thought about suffering in that tone before. So thanks an awful lot for that. Eric Andre, uh, he joins us. Uh, yeah. I mean, just really interesting. So, Eric, before you join us, talk about uh, student fellowship, Lutheran student fellowship. So it's always good to hear what you're doing on campus. Yeah. I mean, this year uh, we've gotten back to almost kind of normal, you know, uh, students are back on campus, classes. It's been really invigorating this semester. That's almost coming to a close, but lots of new students, uh, Lots of excitement over just being able to good, gather good. together again for Bible study and meals and social activity. We, we saw the new C.S. Lewis film recently. Oh, we saw it too. Yeah. 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 It was well done. It was well done. Excellent. And, and yeah. And we're, our Bible study we're, we're using, I should actually mention, we're, we're, we're doing a study on how to read the Bible, an article by Bo Geertz. And I, I need to mention his name because some of these ideas I'm sharing today, Fabulous. you guys know, I love this uh, theologian, really? theologian from the 20th century. And <laughs> I often channel him, but I don't want to plagiarize. No, that's very good. That's good. I appreciate your honesty. Yeah, Eric, thanks a lot. Great, Eric. Okay, good to see you. Take care. All right. That's Eric Andre. Yeah. He's campus chaplain, Lutheran Student Fellowship of Pittsburgh, and First Trinity Church in North Oakland, right there on North Neville Street. Very nice. All right. Stay with us. Up next, the hottest holiday toys of 2021. What are you buying me, John? Slime. Oh, don't call me names. (laughs) So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it time for open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also when you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. For the typical family, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. Think what you could do with that. But if you join right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. So that's another $170 you'll save. And MediShare is really different. It's a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. More than 400,000 people are members, and they've shared over $4 billion in medical bills. So, yes, they can handle your bills, too. This may be the time to make the switch. Join before November 30th for the additional savings. It's so easy to find out more. They're great to talk to. In fact, you can get a price within two minutes. Here's the number. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. Everywhere you are, they are too. Advertising that wants you to refinance, get a mortgage, or cash out refinance. I mean, you've heard it here on Word FM. No doubt you've heard the advertising for United Faith Mortgage right here. A good family with great rates. An easy process to go through. All that and more. But maybe to you, it's just more background noise or just something else you want to get away from. That is until you need a mortgage or are thinking about refinancing, honestly. 
What sets United Faith Mortgage apart from all that static is their faith, the daily struggle, because you're trying to live it too. If you're thinking or ready to buy, call United Faith Mortgage first. You'll be happy with the conversation, the service, the work ethic, and ultimately the great rates. Refi too. Call United Faith Mortgage with a direct lender advantage, faith and family, and they don't hide it. United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. I'm listener 1330, Department of Banking, Mortgage Lender License Number 22672. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit e ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Bags under your eyes? That's junk sleep. And Mattress Firm can help. Shop the Black Friday sale and save up to $500 on top-rated brands you'll love, like Sleepies. Plus, pair the mattress of your dreams with a free adjustable base with qualifying purchase. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. For tonight, cloudy and mild, low 54. Tomorrow, occasional rain, high 55, but temperatures falling into the middle 40s. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy and much colder, low 29. Friday, clouds giving way to sunshine. High Friday, 40. Saturday, clouds in the afternoon. High 46. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Thanksgiving is next week. Next week, which means Christmas is not far away. Right, so it's time to get like the lists from people and start right. to do your thing. The lists. Do you get lists from your family? Uh, we were, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. Lists, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kids send a list and mm-hmm. go, if you're, you know, that evolves. It changes. Now that, you know, my, my, my oldest is, can I have the cable for, blah, 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 you know. Right. And you're like, and, great, I'm buying you a cable. And I, That's uh, really meaningful. They ask for some strange stuff now as they go older. However, if you have little kids, dare I say, the three dreaded words, the three dreaded words, the global supply chain. Oh, right. Right. Which, which is, is why the toy that you that they want, you're not going to be able to get. Right. So, of course, the, uh, the global supply chain is just crushing everybody's list here. Okay. So, um, so last year, the big toys, the big winners, were the things that put your kids outdoors, preferably outdoors, you know. Oh, because of COVID. Yes, exactly. So now... Uh, outdoor sales last year hit $11 billion. Swing sets, scooters, skateboards, things like that. Okay. So now the Razor A5 Lux Kick Scooter, a remake of the classic model featuring extra large wheels that let kids push less and ride more, 79 bucks at Walmart. A scooter. Why do, Aren't you supposed to be able to... So, we're, we're, so now we're able to not exercise ever. We're making it easy for ourselves to not exert at all. That would be the electric bike. Exactly, but those are the same thing. No, no, these are just, I think they're pushing, they're just classic models. Yeah, but but you just read that it allows them to push less. Right. It's just because the wheels are bigger. 
Okay. I don't mind that. Okay. Yeah. So it's not, that's not, not electrified. Right. Yeah. Uh, pogo sticks, right? Um, okay. For smaller kids, my first fly bar foam pogo stick, 17 bucks at Amazon. Pogo stick is, you need a good amount of space to cause that to happen mm-hmm. without injury. Yep. You ever do a pogo stick? Yeah. Oh my God. But it was in the gym at school. It wasn't, I wasn't like I was doing it at home mm. in the living room. I was visiting family and uh, somebody got my nephew a bogo stick and the mother came out and said, put your helmet on. Which helmet like, for pogo stick. That's right, funny. Kills the fun, right? Uh, Hasbro's Nerf Hyper Blasters. Listen. Oh, you, you, your son's oh lived on those if things. If you had a boy, the Nerf guns, man, oh man. 30 bucks. Uh, fire foam balls up to See, 110 a feet per second. I like that. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, it's a foam gun. Who doesn't mm-hmm. like a foam gun? Like. All right. Uh, how about the Instant Fort? This is kind of cool. It's an Air Force Instant Inflatable Tent. Can quickly transform a space without much fuss. 50 bucks at airfort.com. Okay. That's super cool. So, yeah. Uh, slime. Slime is endlessly interesting. Yeah. Now, of course, it's a big joy. Now they have... Um, Sensory delights, butter slime rainbow cake surprise. Oh, that sounds disgusting! And the butter slime waffle maker. Butter slime? Mm-hmm. What? So it tastes like butter, or it just looks like it? I don't know. Please don't tell me it tastes like it. Also, That's so gross. Nickelodeon slime metallic mixer studio lets kids make mess-free slime, complete with add-ins like beads, stars, and color powder. I think that would be fun. How about the spirograph? I just pulled out my Spirograph oh, yesterday. Oh, didn't you love the Spirograph? I did. You play with Spirograph, Christy? I did. You never no. did Spirograph? I don't think so. It's no. such a. It made you feel like you were, you know, an artist. Yeah. Right. A couple of pins in a little wheel. I loved it. The Spirograph animator from Play Monster offers a modern twist on the classic spiral art design: uh, a spinning base and LED lights that make a 3D effect. Fun for kids from eight to 108. So you hang like a light down on your Spirograph? I have no idea. Uh, how about uh, Squeaky, the balloon dino from Moose Toys? This is for little kids. The follow-up to last season's smash hit, Squeaky, the balloon dog. That re- was a smash hit. Reacts to a child's voice. The stomping, chomping, dancing toy responds with more than 70 sounds and movements and comes with accessories like headphones and a bone squeaker toy, 70 bucks at Target and Kohl's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hasbro's. That's getting expensive. Uh-huh. We're at 70. We were like at 29 with the Nerf things. Did you have a budget for your right, your toy budget for your kids? <laughs> Which I always blew through. Yeah, not like, really. Yeah. Not, it was more like the number. We, I wanted to make sure everybody had the same number of things to open. So they didn't oh, know exactly right. how much I was spending. It right. didn't really matter. Really? I mean, some some people got like 250 Somebody else got, you know, one seventy five. Well, I don't think you need to bring it up here on the radio. I was radio. doing like, you know, I was like doing like, that. let's make a deal, make, making sure okay, the dollar figure matched. One hundred one point five W O R D. Because he acted cowardly, a soldier named Alexander was brought before his general, Alexander the Great, who told the soldier, "Drop your cowardice or drop your name." Point well taken for the Christian life. If you call yourself a Christian, you need to walk as Christ walked. John MacArthur shows you how to do that in his current study, The Portrait of a New Life on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD.
For two nights only, December 17th and 18th, Museum of the Bible will present Keith and Kristen Getty live in concert. The show Sing an Irish Christmas will feature the Gettys and friends performing seven new songs along with classic Christmas carols. Get your tickets now. The Gettys won't be performing anywhere else in the D.C. area this holiday season. Sing an Irish Christmas with Keith and Kristen Getty, December 17th and 18th. Go to museumofthebible.org for more information. How many of you have pets? My hand's raised. Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life. And that pet is lucky to have you too. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. So we developed Bob's for dogs and cats to help pets in need. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear or fun, stylish apparel, or even the cutest Bob's pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love to help save shelter pets and with your help we've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and raised over 7 million dollars so while you're getting style and comfort with features like Skechers famous memory foam cushioning you're also helping to save an adorable pet in need and helping another lucky owner be connected with a future best friend and companion because happiness is having a loving pet by your side find Bob's at a Skechers store Skechers.com select pet co-locations or wherever stylish footwear is sold don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Got church? We do. 24-7. And now you can watch Cornerstone Television's Pittsburgh Faith and Family Channel on Comcast Channel 1185. Use the Faith and Family Channel to watch local inspirational services conveniently from your home. Or peruse our channel for a sneak peek at a church to visit in person this Sunday. Check out Pittsburgh Faith and Family on Comcast Xfinity Channel 1185, Verizon Channel 472, or Armstrong Channel 95. Vanessa Reisner is back with us, helping the hurting, practical ways to love a suffering friend. Vanessa, welcome back. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. We're good. You know, just before you joined us, just by happenstance, we were speaking of suffering with a pastor friend of ours in, I would say, theoretical terms. Yeah. He was just talking about the, the, um, the, goodness of God that allows our suffering um, to be not just individual, but to be something that's shared in the body of Christ and that that's also shared. It's our, our fellowship with Jesus as well. Um, And it gave us a a different perspective on it. And so when I was thinking about you coming on talking about how to help uh, a suffering friend, I thought maybe that would be a, a good place to start is the fact that when a friend suffers, we're we're suffering along with them if we believe in the same Jesus. It's not theoretical, yeah. it's practical. Yes, yes. I mean, we are all part of the body of Christ and you know, we know from the word that when one part suffers, every every part suffers and yes. we're all affected by that. And I think when we ignore that and think we're these little islands, I think that's to all of our detriment, both to the person who's suffering as well as the people that want to help them. Like we're missing out as right. well. So then talk about you. You've written a piece about this, about how to practically help a hurting friend. This is obviously something that you've just gone through. 
Yeah. So I, throughout my life, I've been through hard things. Um, and I've found that the holidays become the hardest time. Like I lost a child in October and I found that Christmas and Thanksgiving were mm-hmm. excruciating. Okay. And then was diagnosed with a debilitating disease earlier in one year. And I found Christmas was really hard realizing I can't do the same things I used to do. I can't make a big Thanksgiving meal and just trying to figure out how do I do that? And how do I tell people what I need? And then went through a really hard unwanted divorce. And in the first year after my husband left, even I didn't know what to do with the kids and how do I start how do I even make it through? And I think the holidays are when people deal with depression and even anniversaries that are years old just sort of come back as they've lost mm-hmm. people they've loved. And I think a lot of people struggle and feel very lonely. Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. How do I make it through? Right. I think people on this time of year, yeah, everyone's asking that question. The Ride Home is streaming live on YouTube at The Word Pittsburgh. You can tune in right now. YouTube, The Word Pittsburgh. Vanitha Reisner is joining us on Zoom. Um, Vanitha, talk about um, throughout the different types of suffering that you've endured, that you endure now. How have your friends helped you? What was that experience like when you've been the recipient? Yeah, my friends have really come alongside of me in different ways through suffering. I would say the most recent one, which was my divorce several years ago, they really were there for me in terms of people asking me, like, how are you spending the holidays? Like, Mm -hmm. that's a question that it's just great to ask somebody, like, what are you doing? And I remember having friends help me think through what could I do differently this year? Because you don't want to do everything differently, but you sometimes want to do some things differently. And sort of thinking through like, yeah, if you don't have the energy to cook or can't do those things, like maybe you can buy a pre-made meal. And I do that often now because I, I can't do what I used to do. And so thinking what stores have it and, and just having somebody just sort of process with you is such a huge thing because you kind of go around in circles in your mind. And I think that's a, a great gift that people did for me as well as just lots of practical. How can I help you? Can I come by the house. I have a few hours. I can run some errands. I can wrap some presents. I can just give you a few hours of time was invaluable. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, the big thing is what you're saying here, just the recognition that you're suffering, that you're going through a hard time. Yeah, that somebody noticed. Right. And to raise your hand and say, there's an ally there. Somebody understands at least, you know, a little bit, the pain and the, the calamity, the chaos that I'm going through. That's priceless. Yes. And I think sometimes we think, oh, we don't want to upset them. So we think, oh, mm-hmm. we don't want to mention their loved one who died, or we don't want to mention that this might be hard. They haven't forgotten. So I don't ever think people think, oh, I wish they wouldn't mention it. Mm-hmm. I think people want to be acknowledged, to be seen. And yet we're often hesitant to do that. But right. I think the person who's suffering welcomes it. Isn't that funny? They people love, go, I mean, I'm. Yeah, because people say, oh, I don't want to be a burden, right? Right, right. I mean, and if someone has died, you want to hear their name. I mean, the year my son died, I loved it when people said, we I miss bet. Paul, or how are you doing without Paul? But I think we're hesitant to use people's names even. And I know I am the same way. Like, I speak about it. But at the same time, when I'm in the moment, I'm thinking, okay, what should I do? What should I say? What should I write? I forget. And um, that's actually why I wrote the booklet, because I forget myself what to do, even though I've been through all those hard things. Sure. 
Vanitha Reisner is with us. She's a writer and a speaker. Part of her story is losing her infant son. She was just speaking about that, which was the inspiration for the hit song Held, which was recorded by Natalie Grant. She's also also the author of a couple books, including her newest, which is Walking Through Fire, a memoir of loss and redemption. So this idea about helping the hurting, um, this is something that you've put together in written form for people? Yes, I did because it, um, you know, my ministry is really for people who are suffering. And that is one of the biggest questions I get on both sides, honestly. One is, how do I help my friend? They're going through something really hard. Like, show me what to do, help me what to know what to do. But also, people who are struggling have said, I don't know how to tell people. Like, I'm really lonely, but how do I tell them? Yeah. And so, I actually wrote the booklet with two purposes. And that I want people who have the booklet to feel free to print it off and give it to people who are suffering and saying, say, circle what is meaningful to you. Hmm. Like, do you want gifts? Do you want people just to show up and sit with you? Do you want people to pray with you? Like, what are the things that are meaningful to you? Do you want somebody to bring a meal or do you want people to, you know, stay away? Do you want to help with childcare? And I think we're hesitant often to put our needs out there. Sometimes we don't even know what they are. But when people come forward with, hey, I'd love to do this. Like I had a friend who said, I didn't even think I needed help with laundry. But a friend said, I'm coming every Friday. Put your laundry on the porch and it will come back folded. And she said, I I wouldn't have asked for that, but it was unbelievable. Like Friday night, I had piles of laundry folded. And she said that was a huge gift that I didn't even know I needed. So what does that mean? I mean, I have a friend, Vanita, who's, who's a deacon, and she often will say, well, people, you know, are, are, are sort of afraid or leery to ask the deacons for help. What does that say about us as people that we're, we're surrounded by people that we love, especially, you know, you've got a local church, you're part of the church, you know, your brother and sisters in Christ. I mean, that's very intimate, but people, for whatever reason, can be leery of being honest in a society, of course, where we tend to overshare, but when it is something that's necessary and deeply needed, we're a little hesitant to ask for help. Yeah, we are. I think we're one embarrassed. And I think we're all a little bit afraid of rejection. Like if I say, Mm. Hey, I would, I would love some help with X. And if you say, wow, this isn't a good time, even though it honestly might not be a good time and you might be willing to do lots of other things, there's sort of this part of you that thinks, I don't want to be needy. I don't want to be that person. Oh, it's totally fine. And then the next time you don't really want to ask. And it's really tough because I've been on both sides of that. I've been asked to do something that I would love to have been able to do, but I can't do. But I've also asked and just felt this awkwardness. So I think people are afraid to go to the church or go to their friends because unless somebody asks specifically what they can do, you're afraid of being rejected. Right. That's really good. Vanitha Reisner is with us. She's the author of The Scars That Have Shaped Me and her newest, which is Walking Through Fire, a memoir of loss and redemption. She's also put together a booklet called Helping the Hurting, Practical Ways to Love a Suffering Friend. And so people who are listening to this, Vanitha, want to know, how do I get my hands on that booklet? Um, Give us the uh, instructions. Yeah. So you just go to my website. Um, It's vanitha.com slash helping. And um, just put in your email address and you will get the little booklet. And okay. it's, uh, it's everything that I've learned um, has like the five love languages sort of as, you know, if it's physical touch and affection or gift giving some ideas for everyone on how you can serve them. That's Vanitha. That's V as in Victor, A-N-E-E-T-H-A. Vanitha, a pleasure to see you again. Oh, it's great to see you all. Thank you so much. Thank you. Be well. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Um, 
We saw yeah. somebody talking about donuts the other day. It's don't. What is it? Don't number. November. Never. We'll talk about that next. This is Greg Trzinski from the Original Mattress Factory. Our local approach to manufacturing and retail has been at the core of our business model for over 30 years. We're proud to be a part of this community where you aren't just our customer, you are our neighbor. We believe in the power of supporting small businesses and feel it's more important now than ever. So consider shopping local this holiday season to support the restaurants, retailers, service providers, and manufacturers that are at the heart of this community. We wish you a happy and healthy holiday season. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. As the world changes in an era of crisis, families throughout America are experiencing instability, fear, and great loss. While many are searching for answers in places of desperation, the position and mission of the church has never been more clear. It's time for us to leave the buildings and saturate the streets with redemptive hope and the love of Jesus. Saturate USA is a movement of churches and believers across America, uniting as one to reach every home with the love of the gospel. At saturateusa.org, you and your church can join the movement by adopting a zip code and receiving free neighborhood maps and evangelistic materials, including Jesus Film DVDs with free online streaming. Simply mobilize your volunteers, assemble your saturation packs with free materials and your own church's information, and then send out teams to distribute to homes. Let's partner together and see every zip code in America adopted for Christ. Join the movement at saturateusa.org. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. What is it? Donut? What, what do they call it? November. 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 So I saw an article in uh, Next Pittsburgh, which we love to follow. It's a really interesting, uh, good take on all things Pittsburgh. So uh, in the article, Michael Machowski says that Pittsburgh does not have a, a number of good donut shops. And I, I think that's oh, so true. So we're a bad city for donuts? Yeah. I mean, other than the chains, and, you know, that's the chains. But he does list... Um, five or six great donut shops. If you're a donut fan, are you a donut fan? No. Oh, no. I, I love a donut. Do you? Yeah, Christy, Christy. love donuts. Do What's you? your favorite yeah. kind? I like cho- uh, chocolate icing and sprinkles. Mm, very nice. Chocolate icing and sprinkles. Not Jimmy's. 
No. Same thing? It's the same thing. Oh, maybe. So, okay, so not like the chocolate icing with the cream inside. Oh, I love one of those. Oh, I'll eat those, too. Heck okay. yeah, you will. Okay. Yeah, okay, so here they, Michael Machowski runs them down. Orums, or, which we've had Yeah, we, they, they they often they're show the up here. They're the They are gigantic. And they're delicious. Orums in Beaver Falls. Right. Um, how about Father and Son Family Bakery in Observatory Hill? He says uh, he ended up uh, on a long Where cut. Where in Observatory Hill? From McKnight Road, uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't uh, have the address. Mm-mm. A new family decided to reopen the shop. It's uh, Shores. It used to be Shores oh. Bakery. And it so a new family, the hill. simple glazed donuts are light and airy. Cinnamon twists are also good. Powdered sugar, custard filled is a classic. Uh, it's a no frills north side spot. Okay. Family, uh, f- uh, father and son family bakery. Uh, Prantles. I mean, Come on, who are we kidding? What kind of what kind of donuts at Prantles? I've never had a donut at Prantles, but Neither I've had I. I've had everything oh, oh, else. They had the burnt almond tort donut? donut. You're kidding me! Oh my gosh, I would love to have that. I'm sure that's low calorie mm-hmm. treat. I mean, we're talking donuts. donuts you just got to right, surrender. Right. The Just Good Donut Pub Chip Shop on the South Side. Wait, inside the Pub Chip Shop, next door to the famous Scottish barroom. Piper's Pub is just good donuts. Get your fish and chips and brisket cheddar pie. Then stock brisket up on cheddar pie. Yep, okay. from the pub chip shop. Then stop stock up on maple bacon donuts, <gasps> chocolate covered Yin's cream donuts, and chocolate toffee crunch donuts. Okay, so are you saying that you're going to eat a brisket cheddar pie and then go have a donut for dessert? That's yep. disgusting. Yep. That can't happen because it's the just good donuts slash. Pub chip shop. Wow. Okay, now this is interesting. The Duck Donuts. Duck Donuts is Outer Banks. Really? Duck so Donuts, Upper St. Clair. They franchised up here to the Northeast? Yeah. it's uh, The chain is the future of donuts. We're lucky to have one. They say they make each donut fresh to order. This is what they do when you go there. Okay. So they get like, you know, the, the basic, you know, brown, plain sure. cake donut. And then you say, I want this and this and this on my donut. Yeah, Duck Donuts. Oh We've gosh. gone there multiple times when down to the Outer Banks. It's really fabulous. Okay, so where's this one in Pittsburgh? Uh, Upper St. Clair. Huh. It's you... like near the South Hills Village Mall. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. You've been there? Yes. It used to be by the church I used to work for. We'd go there mm-hmm. a lot. Here. Oh, too much. Too much. Here's what they have. Bacon in the sun, which includes maple icing, caramel drizzle, and chopped bacon Listen, on a donut. I would love that. I'd love everything about that. How about the blueberry lemonade? Blueberry icing, lemon drizzle, and the sand dollar, vanilla icing, coconut, and powdered sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that. Duck Donuts. How about um, uh, Peace, Love, and Little Donuts as well? Those little- Smallman Street. Those little donut bombs. Mm-hmm. They're like the holes. In the strip. Oh, my gosh. The last event, remember, Christy? Remember when we were like leaving with those little- Searching the tables. Exactly. Oh, of course. They were, they, yeah. They were so Peace, good. love, and little donuts. That's because we were just concerned about conservation. It wasn't anything personal. I drove away from that. Yeah. I, literally, by the time I, like, you know, hit the parkway, I probably ate four of them. Sure. I was like, <laughs> and then I brought more for you. Oh, yes, you did bring more for me. <laughs> she was looking out for you. But I'm doing intermittent, so I only ate them after 8 o'clock. I felt good about it. Oh, so it doesn't count. <laughs> Right, no, it counted. It's totally fine. Okay, so if you were going to have a donut, mm-hmm. would you subtract something else in your day, or is that? Would no. you have donuts for breakfast only? No, no, I, not for breakfast only. 
I mean, if, uh, it, no, anytime. Oftentimes, you come in here to the station, and you know, a salesperson brings a you know, two dozen donuts in, or a client shows up with two dozen. It's one o'clock. I'm going to have a donut. Mm. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't sure. love a donut? Mm. Do you like a donut? Not really. I see. I, you just answered my. Who doesn't like a donut? Kathy Emmons. Well, it's not that I don't like cake and cookies and everything else. Well, what if like in a perfect like in heaven? No in problem. Heaven, no problem. Give, give me that. Me give me that donuts. maple bacon thing. Okay, there you okay. go. That's all I wanted to know. I love maple stuff. I think it's I'm underrated. Not big on maple. I, I'm starting really? to like it. I'm start, I yeah, I like it. Although maple and bacon, I, I'd eat that in a heartbeat. How about maple walnut ice cream? Mm, okay, fine. Okay. If I have to. If I have to. You make me. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden heads to Michigan today to highlight electric vehicles and infrastructure. After traveling to New Hampshire yesterday, the president goes to Detroit this afternoon for the next stop on a nationwide campaign to tout the just-signed infrastructure law. He'll pay a visit to GM's Factory Zero Electric Vehicle Assembly Plant and talk about how the trillion-dollar infrastructure package will help fund the building of EV charging stations across the country. What else corresponded Greg Cluxton? TSA Administrator David Bukowski says Thanksgiving is the agent's busiest travel time of the year. He appeared on NBC's Today Show and says they will have enough screeners. We are going to be staffed enough to handle the surge, uh, and I expect to have no impact whatsoever with respect to the vaccine on throughput um, times going through the TSA screening checkpoints. TSA's David Bukowski. This is SRN News. Attention Americans 65 and older. The Medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 has begun. This is the only time to change your Medicare Advantage plan for a whole year. And Smart Match Insurance is here to help. Do you currently have a copay? What about a high deductible? Do you pay extra for dental and vision? Are your out-of-pocket expenses just too high? If you answered yes to any of these, you should call Smart Match. Smart Match is like having a personal Medicare consultant who can help you find plans which include $0 copays, $0 deductibles, even $0 premiums, plus dental and vision coverage for no additional cost. Having the wrong Medicare plan can cost you thousands. Smart Match makes it easy to find the right one with their free, smart, and unbiased help. If you find a plan you like, they can even enroll you on the spot. The Medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 and soon. The service is free with no obligation, so call Smart Match today. Call 800 871 1592. That's 800 871 1592. 800 871 Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. 
Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage doors. They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffett forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044 or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7, 365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. For tonight, cloudy and mild, low 54. Tomorrow, occasional rain, high 55, but temperatures falling into the middle 40s. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy and much colder, low 29. Friday, clouds giving way to sunshine, high Friday, 40. Saturday, clouds in the afternoon, high 46. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Late in yesterday's show, we were talking about uh, the actor Jeff Goldblum, who you may know is a, a product of our fine city. And uh, the Wall Street Journal did a little, like a little sort of you know, Q&A with him. It, it, very fascinating. He's a really interesting, really odd, charismatic guy. Yep. Wonderful and career. his oddness... And his charisma of what have made him into such a Without star. Without a doubt, yeah. He's super smart, too. Uh, jazz pianist. He's appeared in more than yeah. 75 films, all that. But one of the... It wasn't um, any of those things that really gave us pause. No. One of the things that gave us pause was his vitamin dependency, I would say. His love for vitamins. Or maybe his vitamin commitment. Right. And so he, he like sort of went into detail about all the different you know regimes that he goes through. And we started talking about vitamins, the three of us, Kath and Christy and I. And um, I don't know how it came up, but I think someone said, what do you take mm-hmm. to me? And I said, I don't take any vitamins. I don't I don't use vitamins. And Kath and Christy, you could have knocked them over with a feather. They thought that I was saying, like, I don't breathe air. Right. That's what it seemed like. What do you mean you don't take vitamins? Well, I've been thinking about this. Mm-hmm. And so I did. Because it made you feel bad. Because no. we made him feel bad. Well, I was thinking, you know, because my wife, she's an, an advocate of vitamins. You know, um, uh, she te- here. I said earlier today, I texted her. What, what do you take? She said, I take vitamin D, fish oil, calcium, multivitamins, glucosamine, and chondroitin. Mm-hmm. You know, that's her daily kind of thing. I don't do any of that, and she's always going to go and take this, take this. So I saw a, a, an article that I, I want to talk to you guys about, and from okay. Harvard. Health 
uh, from Harvard Medical School. Which is what John's, that's the publication John reads daily. So the question was, do you need a daily supplement? And, and he, so they say this, this is really interesting. Uh, more, there are more than 90,000 products that are sold in this country as Holy vitamin cow. supplements wow. that generate in the United States annually some $30 billion. Oh. 90,000 products. Um, so Joanne Manson, who is a professor of medicine at Harvard, she says supplements are never a substitute for a balanced, healthful diet. Um, even though supplements are popular, there is limited evidence that they offer any significant health benefit. In fact, a study published online May 28th of 2018 by the Journal of the American College of Cardiology found that the four most commonly used supplements, multivitamins, vitamin D, calcium, and vitamin C, did not protect against cardiovascular disease. So Great. why do so many people take supplements well, what if the health they, benefits well, are negligible or non-existent? People often think of them as something extra that they can do to be sure their basic nutritional needs are covered. But that is not true. Well, all they said is it didn't that those things, first of all, I thought Bingo. it was ironic. Everything they said there are the things that I take, Bingo. which is the multivitamin. I take the calcium. I take vitamin D and fish oil. Anyway. Those things don't protect against cardiovascular health. But what about all? I mean, that's just one very small sector of health. I mean, I, I, the bottom line is, if it makes you feel good, go ahead and take it. What he's talking to us like it's pretend medicine. But you could also drive down the parkway and throw a few bucks out the window. That's uh-huh. what I think. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, I, I'll be, well, obviously, like, here's me, like right now, la, 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 and then this evening I'll drop dead. Right. And they'll say, <laughs> if the guy would have just taken his multivitamin, right. he would have been okay. Right. Okay, so- Christy, are you like one of these people that goes to like a special vitamin store and buys the special vitamins, the, the expensive vitamins? I don't, I mean, they're sort of expensive. I have hum vitamins. They're oh. online. Hum? Yes. Did, and and do Why they is that? cause you to hum? They they don't. Okay. Um, I, I saw like an Instagram ad for them. Yeah. And I tried them out and now I'm addicted to them. Okay. One a day? So, No. Some of them, like I take a liver cleanser every day, and it's like twice a day with food. Okay. Take vitamin B with food. There's a whole bunch. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What do you take? Uh, I take uh, a multivitamin in the evening. I also take a calcium supplement with vitamin D because we live in, you know, this very dark part of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, fish oil for joint health and for dry eyes. <laughs> for joint health and dry eyes. Yeah. They both, they, they work on, that's interesting. Fish oil. Uh-huh. I'm currently drinking a Diet Mountain Dew <laughs> for my general mm. overall Okay, but here's feeling. the thing. I have, so Jeff Goldblum in the Wall Street Journal article was talking about his, and you can tell me if your hums are like this, but it's like, it's uh, little packets that you open and you put in fluid and then, no, that's not what in. yours are like. Yours are pills that you take? Yep. Okay. I'll have to bring some in for you. I have a feeling that Jeff Goldblum's uh, vitamin regimen is pretty expensive. I'm sure it is. I don't think it probably has a lot in common with mine. It's a gigantic, it's a billion, billion, yes. billion dollar industry. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I really. I mean, some people take 30 supplements a day. Right. The, place- the placebo effect eventually has sure. to kick into gear. Maybe. I'm mm-hmm. doing this because it makes me think that I'm going to live healthier and right. stronger. My body's better off. What, I'm going to flush my liver? I'm gonna- yeah, you know. Flush the old liver. Because it gets dirty in there. <laughs> it does. Think of all it's going through. I don't know. I, 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 
We're not going to convince him, Christius, no matter no, what. No, I know. I, it's all right. Look, I, I'm all for good health. Are you? Despite my diet doctor, or uh-huh. Mountain Dew. Yeah. But I am. I'm, and so yeah. if that makes you feel good about yourself, you yeah. should continue. And but who just, knows? But us, but us thinking it is not going know. to make it so. I'm not... I'm not dancing around saying, you know, you're wrong. I'm mm-hmm. just quoting the Harvard Medical School. Yeah. which And, you know, they're just saying, hey, maybe. All it said was cardiovascular health. It didn't say anything about other ailments that might affect the body. Your tear ducts or your arthritis. I'm telling you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's all. I just want to If I could take that something up. that would help my hip. Oh, yeah. I'm we'll all about it. Stretch that baby out is yeah. what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. When we come back, known. How believing who God says you are changes everything. Right. Aubrey Sampson's up next. It's the Ride Home. We're Pittsburgh's Christian Talk here on Word FM. 101.5 WORD. Before Jesus returned to heaven, he gave his disciples a plan. The plan Jesus set in motion before he ascended back into heaven is the only plan that will work, the only one he will honor. That's why it is called the Great Commission. Discover your role in the Great Commission of Jesus when you listen weekdays to Insight for Living with Chuck Swindoll. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt, credit card debt, and I heard a commercial for Trinity. I gave them a call. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. When I first called, I was a little embarrassed and kind of ashamed, and I looked at the numbers, and I saw how quickly that astronomical debt that was in my life would go away. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. What I would tell other people, please pick up the phone and call Trinity. Just let them put together a program and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. When the Earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Embrace the chill at Laurelville Retreat Center, where groups of every size have come for over 75 years to refresh, reconnect, and renew amid 600 glorious acres of hiking trails, outdoor recreation, and spectacular views of the Laurel Highlands. Experience Laurelville's signature Christian hospitality, from dorm-style cabins and cottages to hotel-style lodging able to accommodate up to 400, just 30 minutes from Hidden Valley and Seven Springs. Retreat your way at laurelville.org. There's confusion about how to protect yourself from COVID. One thing is certain whether you're vaccinated or not. You need an accurate thermometer to check for fever, the leading sign of flu and COVID. Be vigilant and contact your medical provider at the first sign of fever. Don't rely on non-contact thermometers that have no scientific studies. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Learn more at exergen.com. So in the play Hamlet, uh, in the 
play Hamlet, one of the characters uh, says, to thine own self be true. Right? Of course, everybody knows this. It's become part of the vernacular. But, but what is our own self? Right? I mean, that early volley of, uh, from Shakespeare of mm-hmm. self-help, the precursor to um, how to win friends and influence people, <laughs> yeah. it drives us even today right? in our oversharing world of social media. So is it enough to live and search for your so-called authentic self? Or are there deeper questions of self-identity and instead of questioning who God says you are? We're happy, uh, happy to welcome to the show today um, uh, Aubrey Sampson. And uh, Aubrey has a new piece out called uh, Known, How Believing Who God Says You Are Changes Everything. And Aubrey, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey, thanks so much for having me, John and Kathy. I'm so thrilled to be here with you. Yeah, Our happy pleasure. to have you. For those of you who are watching online, and you can, the Ride Home streaming live on YouTube at The Word Pittsburgh. I'm holding up Aubrey's book right here in my hands, known. Um, Aubrey, it's a big responsibility to live in the contemporary world and have to <laughs> figure out what we're worth, yeah. what our mission is, yeah. where we're going to find meaning, and mm. find and to find my soulmate. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so much pressure, isn't there? I love actually how you introduce this because I feel like that is the messaging we're all hearing right now, all of the time. And there's some goodness in it, right? Like we should know who we are. We should, you know, have meaning and purpose. But I think where our culture has really led us astray is this sense that like we get to define who we are, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than what if we came under the lordship of Jesus Christ and allowed him to define who we are, allowed him to name us? And so you're right, Kathy, it's a it's a big responsibility to try to answer that question. I think that's when we have to go to the word of God and say, okay, Lord, what do you have to say? You're the only thing, the only one that's unchanging. So therefore, in our culture that is constantly shifting and changing, what is the true anchoring message about our identity? And that's what Known is about. Right, okay, but you know, in Known, uh, Aubrey, you're a terrific storyteller. I mean, every chapter, you're, you know, you start off with a really great sort of antidote about you searching for yourself. So, mm-hmm. you know, in between reading about Nigel and Piggy and, Ho- <laughs> and Hootie and the Blowfish, I mean, I, I, I love them it. all. Thank you. Yeah, very much <laughs> Thank so. You. So t- talk to us. I mean, you know, tell us a story about, you know, e- either Nigel or Piggy or Hootie and the yeah. Blowfish because they all point to known. Yeah, why don't I tell you the Nigel story? Because I think that's a it's a pretty profound one. It is a little bit vulnerable, so I'll just go ahead and say that to your listeners now. This is I'm going to be real open with you just right away. We're getting to know each other really quickly here. <laughs> there we go. Good. Um, but you know, when I was a teenager, like many many women, um, unfortunately, I was sexually assaulted actually twice as a young teenager and as an older teenager. And I believed the oldest lie in the book that what happened was my fault. And so there was a name that began to sort of plant itself in my soul's fabric, and that was the name Needy. Aubrey, you're so needy, you just want attention, and this is why this happened. You're so needy. So I would be places in life just kind of doing my own thing, and I would just almost say that phrase over myself, or there was a voice saying that phrase over me a lot. You're so needy. You're so needy. And the story of Nigel, I mean, it sounds very sad, and it is a sad story, but it's kind of funny because this British actor came to my college, and he was all show-offy and and kind of terribly arrogant but in like the best way and I I was bantering with him and I liked that attention and I remember hearing that voice you're so needy and it sort of stopped me in my tracks I think I was probably you know 21 22 at the time because I just remember thinking this is beginning to get in the way of me just enjoying my life like I can't even enjoy Mm. conversations I'm having because all I'm hearing is you're so needy Mm. so I remember sitting down praying that very moment God I walked away from that conversation God you have got 
to erase the name needy from my soul. Like, please take this away. I, I, can't, I can't live like this anymore. And many of us, you know, maybe not named that tragic, but there are things we name ourselves all the time. I'm too this. I'm not that enough, whatever it is. Well, years later, this is the beautiful thing about God. You know, I sort of expected the Lord to, like, heal me instantly, and, you know, he's going to heal me and poof, but oftentimes God heals us in process. And years later, I'm holding my firstborn son, Eli. Um, he's 15 years old now, so this is, you know, 15 and a half years ago I'm holding him. And um, I remember sitting in that hospital bed thinking to myself, man, this kid is so needy. Wow. But I wasn't mad about it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he was so dependent on me and so beautifully needy. And I got to meet his needs. And it was this moment where the Holy Spirit just spoke right mm-hmm. to my heart, Aubrey, and so were you. And so it was like, even though I had named myself in this negative way, and it really was, it was a name because of other people's sin and other people's um pain that they inflicted on me. That was bad. That is not what God had for me. But instead of removing it, God reconstructed the name and met it with his redemption in such a way that I began to understand that my being needy for God is actually an incredible part about being Mm. human. And so it was just this act of grace where the Lord said, look, I'm not going to just erase this thing. I'm going to totally change your understanding of it. So you know, being needy for me is a beautiful thing. And I love you for it. That is such a great story. Mm, thanks. Thank you. I, I, I praise yeah. the Lord for ministering in that way. That is because if you would have gotten the poof that you wanted, yes. you wouldn't have really, and I can say this because it wasn't me, right? Uh, and yeah. But it was your yeah. life and you had to suffer through years of that. But if there was a poof, you wouldn't have had to learn about, you wouldn't have had God's like character proven to you or shown to you in such an uh, obvious way, like with yeah. your son. And all these years later, it's so... It's so clear in your mind still. Um, Boy, that should give us a lot of faith that when we Mm. ask God to heal us, it is in process, even if we don't see it yet. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think sometimes the beautiful part of the process is that we are made into Christ likeness on that journey, but we just expect, and sometimes God does, God does heal in a moment, but often the process is the healing, right? As we become more like Jesus and learn to surrender our pain to him and our wounds to him. And then as he can only do, he makes all things beautiful in his time. That's excellent. The book is called Known, How Believing Who God Says You Are Changes Everything. We're talking to author Aubrey Sampson. So Aubrey, uh, we were talking during the uh, four o'clock hour uh, with our first guest, who's a pastor, and he was talking about suffering in many ways, like in a a sort of theoretical way, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And he was drilling down into that. Then our next guest was talking talking about suffering just kind of happened that way. We're sort of doing like the four o'clock suffering hour on the ride home. <laughs> people tune in for that every week, oh, don't they, John? People love it. I mean, lots of laughter going around. But, you know, but then our, our four, our later on, you know, she was talking about, you know, the, the how friends and her suffering in her life came around her, the practical application mm-hmm. of the theoretical in her life. Yeah, so, I mean, here it. you are, you're talking about theoretical and practical in the same way in about mm-hmm. being known and how vitally important that is. Because, you know, like you, everybody, you go through your life. I go through my life. I label myself. I went through a period of my life where I'd go to the mirror and go, oh, you again. And, you know, go, mm-hmm. oh, man, you know, that's sort of... 
how we hate on ourselves over a lifetime and what that means to us. And we layer it, layer it, layer it, layer it, layer it. And I mean, it Mm -hmm. takes a shovel to break through that. It's so debilitating in our lives. Oh, it's one of the most painful things. And I think it sort of becomes like your Wi-Fi password where you don't think about it anymore. And so you just live with sort of like the noise of it without even realizing how much it's impacting your life. But the reality is, is all of us name ourselves falsely. I think it's part of the reality of just the brokenness of the fall, right? Is the enemy like puts those little voices in your head or someone in your life had said something over you and branded you in such a way that you just, you're right. So many of us look in the mirror and do that. Oh, there I am again, you know, rather than, I mean, I think this is part, one of the beautiful things about the Lord is that, you know, not only does he love us and save us and given everything for us, but actually, actually wants to redeem the way that we see ourselves as belonging to him and as being made in his image. And so the reality is we are not those terrible things we speak over ourselves. Once we're in Christ, we're new. And so we get to remember that we are the Imago Dei. We are dignified. We have destiny. God delights in us. But sometimes it is hard. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's not enough just to, like, repeat those things like mantra. We have to have the Holy Spirit. Like you said, use that shovel, dig down deep. Bring some healing and then replace those painful names with the true names that he has for us. The book is called Known, How Believing Who God Says You Are Changes Everything. We're talking to Aubrey Sampson. Aubrey, I was thinking um, about the, the next uh, the next step, if we've been treated so kindly mm. by such a gentle God, it is a real shame that we're so hard on each other. Oh, I love that you say that. And oh. what a timely thing to say. In this day and age, how unkind are we? I, I think that's ultimately the calling and that's ultimately part of why I wrote this book. Because I don't want this to be just another like self-help, like build your self-esteem book. Ultimately, we are named so beautifully by God in order to name others well. And that's part of what it means to represent Christ on this earth, is instead of villainizing other people, instead of constantly criticizing other people, to, to um, even in your own mind, do the spiritual discipline, do the work of saying, okay, this person, this person that I'm mad at right now, they were created in the image of God. And so what is it about them that reflects God? And maybe you even go the next step and you say to that person, wow, I see this thing of, of God in you. You're so creative or you're so funny or you're so good with your hands, whatever it is. That is something of the image of God in you. And I know it sounds a little Pollyanna-ish, but I do think if we could be intentional about naming our neighbors, our strangers, and even our enemies well— Wow, what could happen for the kingdom of God and for ultimately the name of Jesus? I'm into that. I agree with that 100%. I mean, you know, you said a little bit ago, I don't want this to be a mantra, but at the same time, you know, it's a habit that you're asking, you know, to develop in yourself, to see the world, the brokenness, to see yourself in, you know, the the hot, holy mess that we all are, and to Mm -hmm. change the conversation with yourself. So as you go out in the world, you change the way the world is in your own heart first and then around you. Amen. I absolutely love that. And I think that, you know, sometimes we think that's the call just for the pastors or the ministry leaders. But listen, that's the call for all of us who belong to Jesus. Yeah. All right. Well, check out this book. It's called Known, How Believing Who God Says You Are Changes Everything. Thanks, Aubrey. Yeah, Aubrey. Pleasure to Good have stuff. you with us. Thanks really so excellent. much for having me. Appreciate both of you. Yeah, you as well. Our great pleasure. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Uh, it's our daily feature. Yep. Does this make sense? Does this make sense? I'm going to say vitamins. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Just a couple nights ago, John, I had that dream about college where 
I realized that it's uh, almost time for finals and I've never been to the class. Do you have that dream? No. You've I'm, never had that dream. No. What? So all of a sudden it's, it's one of the most common dreams. What? Yeah. In America are people who are like me somehow in some way traumatized by how difficult college is. And so you just end up revisiting it. In, and it's always the same for me. I, I'm, I'm gripped by this horrible sinking feeling that I've never been to this class and I'm about to have to perform on the final. And there's no way I'm going to be able to. Because it's a challenge, right? So, I guess because it's just, it's so hard. There's so much stress involved in it. Right. Well, I, I'm, I'm really, really happy that all that is well behind us, right? And we haven't been college students for decades and that's a good thing. But if you've got a child thinking about what happens at Grove City College, perhaps for next year as a freshman, know that that challenge is still there. But mm-hmm. in the middle of the challenge and all that hard work. And all the anxiety about it. Grove City has Christ first and foremost. The faculty, the staff, in the middle of it all, there is Jesus. So, of course, life is hard. A quality education is hard as well. But look at gcc.edu. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Spring House. You have a special event coming up in your life, a shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods, then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah, that's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. For tonight, cloudy and mild, low 54. Tomorrow, occasional rain, high 55, but temperatures falling in the middle 40s. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy and much colder, low 29. Friday, clouds giving way to sunshine, high Friday, 40. Saturday, clouds in the afternoon, high 46. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Does that make sense? Well, does what make sense? Late night TV. And by late night TV, I mean the late night TV comics. So I'm thinking Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, James Corden, Stephen Colbert, Seth Meyers on late night. Does that make sense, John? Well, there was a time. It made perfect sense. Now... 
No. Now it's just all political rehash, finger in your face. There's nothing funny. There's nothing entertaining about it. I, I watch it and I go, eh, I'm, I'm going to bed. It makes me, it makes me upset or sad or me- angry. So it, it's not a good way to end my day. Where, like, you know, in the old days, in the old days, Johnny Carson and McMahon, David Letterman, I love those guys. They made me happy. I went to bed with a smile on my face. Now, forget it. Doesn't make any sense. Is that because you changed or late night TV changed? Late night TV has changed. Of course, I've changed as well. But late night TV, the, the tone, the tenor, has changed totally. I agree with you, John. Hey. It does not make sense. However, we saw that Stephen Colbert clip that he did with Paul Rudd the super other night. Super funny. It was super funny. It was old I school. really appreciate Jimmy Fallon. Me- I think he's an incredible talent. So maybe... I need maybe the the acidic political era is ending. They need to stop. They do need to stop because who needs to hear that over and over again? Uh, some people love it, I'm sure. But okay, it's not my taste. All right, so, so I want to say it does not make sense, but it might migrate toward making sense. Okay, so you're hopeful. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> I mean, not that you want to go back to the good old days, right? But uh-huh. there is something to be said about that. Okay, I, I saw this today, and I was. Does this make sense? The car Christmas tree air freshener. Oh, my. I saw a guy today driving. He must have had nine or ten of those hanging from his mirror. Can you imagine? It would knock you over if you got in that guy's car, the smell of that. The car Christmas tree air freshener. I mean, that's a very pungent scent. And, of course, they come in, you know, all all sorts of different smells and whatnot. I'm not quite sure... I mean, I, 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 you like the smell of clean, but most people's cars, are, you know, are kind of a rolling box of old fries and candy wrappers. So they need something to cover that up, I guess. Does that make sense to you, the Christmas tree? Glad you got around to asking me. Sorry. No. It doesn't? They smell so bad, don't they? I mean, whatever they're... When, when, when there's an aroma which is trying to cover up another aroma... It's instantly bad. Right. Like, we need to focus our attention on getting rid of the initial problem right. before we try to mask it with something nasty. All of a sudden, I become Quincy. 101.5 WORD. Dr. Charles Stanley. In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, remember that last phrase. It says, in Christ Jesus, that is, on the basis of your relationship to him, to give thanks. The teaching of Dr. Charles Stanley on In Touch, helping you grow in Christ every day. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorm. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing.
servicing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement. Offer valid through 1231-21. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That is windowsruspittsburgh.com. Christmas is coming. We need to buy France Sue. Uncle Jimmy. Uncle Sal. For Mom and Dad. Mom's dog Chewbacca. I want some Legos. City's teachers. Pastor. Grandma wants a VCR machine. VCR? Legos. We need three hands. Two turkeys. Christmas bulbs. Wrapping paper. I want Legos. And Legos. If you're worried that holiday spending is going to deck your halls, there is something to consider. Maybe never in the history of time have we had a moment where home values have skyrocketed this much while interest rates have dropped this much. And what that has brought into play is the cash out refinance loan. We've had so many listeners this year take advantage of this moment by cashing out a chunk of that newfound equity or money in their homes and at the same time even lower their monthly payment or years on their loan. It's a very unique current opportunity. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and certificate programs designed for students called as leaders of the church, academy, and our neighborhoods. Information is available at pts.edu. Have you or someone you know been diagnosed with cancer? Then you are not alone. At Courage Through Cancer Ministries, we understand how devastating and life-changing a cancer diagnosis and journey can be. And it is our prayer that through our ministry efforts, you find hope, courage, and strength both now and for each new day. Our toll-free number is 1-855-6-COURAGE and our website, CourageThroughCancer.com. I rarely, if ever, think about the prisoners in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's a shortcoming of mine. I know it is. And it, it just something I just pass by. But Zach Sewell's back with us. He's a minister to young adults at the Overland Park Church in Overland Park, Kansas. The author of Visceral Sin, a grace-centered approach to addressing deeply embedded sin and prisoners in the Bible. And Zach, welcome to the show today. Happy that you're here. Hey. Hey, John, Kathy, thank you for having me back. Our pleasure. All right, so first off, talk about um, the prisoner. Like, wh- What stories are you thinking about? What are the ones mm-hmm. that we'd say, oh, yeah, well, of course I know that one. You know, one of the things about prisoners in the Bible that when you start thinking about, like, listing just off of the top of your head people you can think of in the Bible who were in prison, we might have a tendency to think of people who were in the prison, in prison like Paul, right. who were there for doing something good or something righteous, and there are a handful of those, and those are important to talk about. But we also need to remember that there were a lot of people in the Bible who were in prison because they really made significant mistakes. And sometimes those are equally, if not more, relatable um, stories to modern-day prisoners um, just as much as Paul. Um, but both both types of stories have equal importance. And so uh, Paul stands out as an obvious one, but when thinking about um, someone who we may not think about as much is someone like who Manasseh, who in the Old Testament, who I think is probably um, outside of the figure of Satan, the worst person in the Bible, if we were judging based on a person's actions, what he did to his own children 
and encourage other people to do their own to their own children is unspeakable. Definitely don't want to talk about it on the radio, but it's um, someone we forget about. But yet, he found um, this incredible grace um, from God, which even he was deserving of. It turns out. So what is so? Does it change then how we look at prison itself? Does it? Are you asking us then, or to take stock of where we are in our lives in the ways that we don't allow God to, I don't know, speak into our situation or make Himself known? Mm-hmm. Well, the book itself is written specifically for people in prison, and so if someone were to get the book and thumb through it, and I'm not saying. Um, don't buy it if you're not in prison. But I, what I tried to do was make it clear that I was talking to the modern day prisoner, um, because something I noticed when I was writing or getting ready to write this book was that there just wasn't a lot of Christian material out there that was written specifically for people in prison. And so what I'm really trying to do to get back at your question is um, influence the way that prisoners think about their own worthiness um, when it comes to uh, them and God. Well, that's interesting. Okay, so so specifically then, I can't imagine many books have that perspective, Zach, that you're writing for people who are incarcerated, so in some ways to draw kinship with those who biblically have been incarcerated to draw them closer to God, yeah? That's right, yes. Yes, I try to draw on these With every story of the people in the Bible who are in prison, I tried to think about, okay, how can I tell this person's story in a compelling way? And then what parallels um, between their ancient prison experience can I highlight uh, that a modern-day inmate may most closely relate to? Exactly. Okay. The book is called Prisoners in the Bible. We're talking to author Zach Sewell. Okay, Zach, so tell us a story. So one story I really like to think about is, you know, my, my favorite story uh, in the Bible happens to be something I consider a prison story, and that's of the Gerasene demoniac. You know, Jesus and his disciples get in the boat, and they have the big storm, and then they finally get to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, and they're met by this person um, who um, didn't wear clothes. He's possessed by this legion of demons, and eventually, you know, we all remember the part where Jesus sends the demons into the pigs, and the pigs run into the water, and they all drown. But we forget um, sometimes this person's backstory, and really, it's really powerful when you think about his backstory compared with what happens after his encounter with Jesus, because before he met Jesus, he was living in the tombs among the dead people. He would cry out at night. He rarely ever wore clothes. People stopped going by the tombs because Matthew's version said he was becoming increasingly violent, indicating that he actually did um, physically attack people more than once because he was becoming increasingly violent, and he was cutting himself with stones. And so self-mutilation, nudity, public exposure, um, a, a real you know nuisance and problem for the local people there, and not even to mention the violence aspect. And then he meets Jesus, and Jesus casts these demons out, the, the pig thing happens, and then He's sitting there clothed in his right mind, and the people are afraid, and he begs to come with Jesus, but Jesus tells him, you can't come with me, but instead go to your family and tell them everything that God has done for you. And what's really cool is that Mark tells us that the man went into these 10 Greek cities of the Decapolis talking about everything God had done for him, and the people were amazed. And what I forgot to mention is that um, they, the prison aspect for him 
comes with the, it was kind of like a community arrest type of thing. He wasn't in a prison cell, so to speak, but people um, would chain him, Mark says. They would oftentimes chain him hand and foot, but he had so much strength from this um, demon possession that he was the supernatural power he had, that he was um, constantly able to break the chains, and then he would go off running into the hills um, from there. Uh, and then one more really quick that I like to think about, and I'm thinking about a lot lately as we enter the Christmas season, is actually this criminal on the cross next to Jesus, who had obviously been a prisoner and was experiencing death right next to Jesus. And we're going to, you know, I, I mentioned the Christmas season because we're coming into a season where we're going to talk about Emmanuel, God is with us. And we think of these Emmanuel moments as when Jesus was born, and of course that was, but this was also a God with us moment. I mean, this person was dying um, beside Jesus and asked if Jesus would remember him um, when he entered into the kingdom, and, and Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. And then, of course, we have some of the more classic examples like um, Joseph, um, that, you know, he was actually in prison, Barabbas, um, who was set free um, when they, you know, when Jesus was going through his trial. Um, a lot of us forget that Jeremiah was in prison. Daniel, um, you know, spiritual, his example of being spiritual disciplined, even in a time of captivity, and I could keep going on. And also we forget Jesus himself was arrested as well. Yes. I mean, Zach, I can't imagine whether it's uh, the story of a prisoner from 3,000 years ago or 2,000 years ago Mm -hmm. to right now, today, to people who are incarcerated at this second. The feelings of separation, regret, despair, fear, all those things, it's the same emotion that spans time. And I, I just... Your heart breaks for people who are in that in that moment right now in their lives, and you can only pray for them, for their peace and for their safety. But man, what a horrible mm-hmm. thing to happen to someone who finds himself behind bars and separated from those that they know and love. Oh, definitely. And one, uh, it's uh, some of the same exact experiences, like you're yeah. saying. And also, um, going back to the Gerasene demoniac, another thing that doesn't change is the way that whatever actions led to imprisonment it never affects just one person. Uh, the Gerasene demoniac, his, you know, uh, the way he was acting under the influence of whatever had him um, affected a whole community of people. And when someone goes to prison today, it's, you know, they need that love, they need that grace, but they also need to take um, a sober look at what led them here mm-hmm. and um, why why are they here and who have they affected and um, be able to come to some type of um, terms with that and figure out what does God want them to do about that going forward. Fabulous. Zach Zuhl is with us talking about his his work called Prisoners in the Bible. Okay, Zach, so I don't want to be presumptuous here, but you're saying that, you know, you wrote this with prisoners in mind today. So what kind of, um, what's it been like for you to, to try to put this in a prisoner's hands and ha- has there been any feedback? Yes. And so um, a couple of things, I've gotten to um, go to some of the prisons that are not far from the Kansas City area and um, share some of these stories. And I always love, um, you know, talking with, you know, um, speaking with the uh, prison population, because um, there's this line in this Rich Mullen song a long time ago where he said, I know the thirsty listen. Mm-hmm. And that's such an experience yeah. when you get to go into a prison, because a lot of times, and I'm sure as you are well aware, you know, when, when you preach here at the church where I'm sitting in right now, um, 
it's you know sometimes you feel like people are feeling and sometimes they're not in a prison they're always hungry for it they they are always eager on the edge of their head type of uh, edge of their seats type of stuff now it's when they get released um is can they keep that hunger can they keep that thirst um for what they were seeking while they're in prison that's that's always a challenge but um one one of the coolest uh, to answer your question more directly john um, one of the most rewarding experiences since I published this book has been um, the many times throughout the years when I'll look at my mailbox here at the church and an envelope from a person I've never met um, will be sitting there. And what happened is a loved one sent them a copy of the book, and then they saw my name and asked the loved one to look me up um, online, and they found my um, the address of the church where I work, and um, they'll write a letter. And that's happened um, a handful of times. And so getting to write some notes back and forth um, with some of these people who I've never met before, but have gotten something out of the book um, has been, has been very, very uh, meaningful to know that, um, that they're taking some encouragement. Yeah. Well, Zach, I, you know, I, I think this is such a wonderful idea that you came up with and I just, I, I love how you've thought about it and how you've put it together. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. You. That's Zach Sewell. The, the new book is called prisoners in the Bible. I would imagine, like Zach says, right, for a lot of people who are incarcerated right now, man or woman, uh, it would be providing a, a balm, a healing peace. God be with those. He's from Kansas. I should ask him about the Chiefs. As the world changes in an era of crisis, families throughout America are experiencing instability, fear, and great loss. While many are searching for answers in places of desperation, the position and mission of the church has never been more clear. It's time for us to leave the buildings and saturate the streets with redemptive hope and the love of Jesus. Saturate USA is a movement of churches and believers across America, uniting as one to reach every home with the love of the gospel. At SaturateUSA.org, you and your church can join the movement by adopting a zip code and receiving free neighborhood maps and evangelistic materials, including Jesus Film DVDs with free online streaming. Simply mobilize your volunteers, assemble your saturation packs with free materials and your own church's information, and then send out teams to distribute to homes. Let's partner together and see every zip code in America adopted for Christ. Join the movement at saturateusa.org. Hello, Word FM listeners. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager at Salem Media here in Pittsburgh. Looking to upgrade your career? Increase your annual earnings? At Salem Media, we sell advertising campaigns to local business owners using our radio stations and Salem Surround assets featuring over 50 social media and digital products. If you have more than two years of successful outside sales experience, proficient computer skills and the drive to be the best please go to salem.cc and look for pittsburgh under the careers tab salem media pittsburgh is an equal opportunity employer we want everybody to have a level of comfort knowing that they're in a safe environment that they're in a caring environment and that their health and well-being is our top priority. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We are constantly screening both ourselves and patients. I want my patients to know that we are there for them. When they are ready, we are here. You're going to be safe. You're going to be well cared for. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. 
Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BooZBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year. With no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Bags under your eyes? That's junk sleep. And Mattress Firm can help. Shop the Black Friday sale and save up to $500 on top-rated brands you'll love, like Sleepies. Plus, pair the mattress of your dreams with a free adjustable base with qualifying purchase. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and certificate programs designed for students called as leaders of the church, academy, and our neighborhoods. Information is available at pts.edu. Pixar films. Some of the funniest, sweetest, most entertaining films of the last 20 years. Undoubtedly. I mean, yeah. I just, I can't. Has there been a latest release of a Pixar film, do you know? Uh, I think Brave might be the latest one. I don't do you know think? that at all. I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. Um, but I, I was just thinking about Pixar films, and so I was doing some searches online today. Yeah. And I found a list of um, the top grossing Pixar films. Oh, that's a good list. And it was not, they were not what I expected. Really? So that was interesting to me. So I thought maybe I'd share them with you as yeah, well. Yeah, okay. Um, so your favorite Pixar films you can think of off the top of your head? The Incredibles. Okay. Um, Up and Finding Nemo. Okay. Great choices. Love them all. I would say uh, The Incredibles, Inside Out, which I thought was so hilarious. I don't know if I know that. Yeah, it's the one about the girl you go inside of her inside. Oh, of her head. that's very funny. Oh, isn't it great? Yeah, excellent. Yeah. I also love Neat. But Toy Story, you can't. Oh, to- of course. The Toy Story canon. I mean, come on. I mean, so to, to, uh, there have been three Toy yeah, Stories. Three Toy Stories. They're all, all three. So excellent. It's like the Godfather. Oh, it yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, seriously, oh, it's a little different in tone. Well, you know what I'm saying. You know, like as sequels, you know, kind the of. Meaning oh, there's might been be four. Different. There's been four. Oh, there's been four. Did the fourth one come out already? The, yeah, it in did. 2019. See, I never the problem saw it. is my kids have grown up, and I've you know you kind of go. Which is what ah. Toy Story is about. Right. Okay, I'm going to start with number twelve. Um, this is. We're going to go to number one as the top grossing Pixar film. Okay. Um, I'm starting with number 12 only because I'm pretty sure you liked Cars. Oh, I loved Cars. I thought you did. I never saw it. That was a great film. Yeah, I never saw it. Any, any you know, parent whose kid loves Cars, right? A boy loves Cars, yeah. 11. This is one of my favorites. Yeah. Ratatouille. Uh, oh, my gosh. It's okay. Do you love it, Christy? It's, okay. it's so good. Isn't it the best? The crazy so little confused Don't mouse. Don't you love yeah. the okay. and the kid, What? Not just the mouse. It's, it's a rat, rat. actually. Yeah. It's not a mouse. But the guy, the chef, don't you yeah, love him? Yeah, that's pretty good, yeah. Number 10 is The Incredibles. 10? I know. That's I was, why I'm I bringing it up. I think that was like number one. Nope. Number 10. That, imagine a... T- uh, I know. Wait, wait, Chrissy's shaking her head like you don't like it? You don't like, like The Incredibles? I do. It's just I'm not surprised it's that far down on the list. Okay. Oh, I just love that film. Listen I mean, how she knows everything. So, that was groundbreaking for me in so many ways. It was so great. I loved it. Number 9 mm-hmm. is Up. Love it as well. Uh, I, the opening sequence it's, it's makes a, you cry every time you watch it. Makes you cry every time. I cried for about a week. After you <laughs> I couldn't enjoy the film because I was destroyed. Yeah. It's genius, really. No, number eight, Monsters University. Yeah. Never saw it. Okay. Number seven, Coco. That's got to be a more recent. Was that good? Was so it? good. I love that. Is, Is that it? a bird? No. No, it's like. Day of the Dead. Yeah. Oh, zombies. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. It's good. Or Coco Chanel. Okay, six is my inside out. Uh, I don't know. 
You remember that was the one with the girl where you go inside of her head. Oh, right, okay, okay. Thank you. I mean, I just, I absolutely, I absolutely love that. I am the girl. Exactly. Hello, Amy Poehler. Hello. I mean, can you get better than that? No. Five is Finding Nemo. Love it. Fabulous. Ellen. Four, though even greater than that, is Finding Dory. Because they had to take Ellen's you like, best performance Do you ever. like Dory better than Nemo? I do like Dory better do than you? Nemo. Do you? See, I think I like Nemo better than Dory. Don't ask me. I won't remember. I remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You what? remember Inside Out, John? What's that? <laughs> number three is Toy Story 3, Oh. which I think was so excellent. Yeah. But number two is Toy Story 4. Mm. No. That's the worst one. I, I believe it. I haven't seen it. Well, I can't that, tell you. That's number two. Only because it's highest grossing. They were, said the franchise is over, so everybody has well, to go. Well, yeah. that why. could be. That could be. $1.07 billion. Phew. And number one. Toy Story. Incredibles 2. What? Which I'm Wait, pretty Toy sure St- I didn't see. Oh, I saw it. Okay. I don't think I saw it. It's excellent as well. Yeah, that's the number one. That really? was uh, $1.2 billion. I, So mm. Toy Story 1, 2, and 3 are not, or no, 1 and 2 aren't on the list. Really? I'd go see Toy Story 1 and 2 at the drive-in tonight. Oh, me too. That's so much I well, it'd be very cold. It'd be cold, yeah. You ever go to the drive-in in the winter? No. I barely go to the I drive-in have. in the summer. Oh, Why would you? Well, you keep your car running for two hours. Yeah, you know, you turn it off and on. You just sit there all bundled up. It's fun. That sounds horrible. No, it's not. It's no, a lot of fun. That sounds it really terrible. Is. No way. Next time we go to the drive-in, can you believe we did not go to the drive-in this summer? We tried to. Yeah. I tried to get it going. I can believe it because I always said no every time you tried to get Why it going. Why did you say because no? Because every because I pay money to go to it and then I fall asleep. So what? You're there for a little bit. It's about the little party. It's kind of like tailgating, but you're watching a movie instead. That's all it is. Yeah. I'd Next time we go, Chris, she's coming. I'm coming. Okay. okay. Will you stay awake? Heck yeah, used to. I love the driving. I get really comfortable. I bring a blanket. I have a good... I, I just... I can't hang. I roll up in the back. I pop the hood and let you know, pop the... Uh, See, so why is it that, that we both will go to the same event together? Mm-hmm. The same thing happens to both of us, and I feel guilty and you don't. I don't feel guilty. Because <laughs> you know what? I, I gorge on chips and dip and candy and watch the first movie... And feel good about it. Then I go, I got to go to bed. And then I, I go in and like disconnect the speakers, disconnect the lights, and, and then just lay there with the pillow. And I feel fine. And then when the movie's over, oh, look at the parking lot's empty. My wife said, let's go. She knows the drill. And, you, and you're fine with that. Why, why would I feel guilty about that? Because it's about you pleasure. Paid, because you paid money to go sleep in your car. I got my money's worth. I saw the first film and I felt good about it. And I had some chips and dip at the drive-in outside. Christy, the last time John and I went to the drive-in together, it was like four families that went. Okay, five, five families. It was all that smallish. Went. Okay. Well, I was asleep. We saw Percy Jackson was the first movie. You were sleeping. Like- I saw it maybe twelve minutes. May sad. <laughs> you just Seriously. surrendered. I was. You I were was done. out. I was out. And then second movie. I think we left. We didn't even stay, did we? Well, how would I know? I was asleep. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Listen, we used to go to the movies when we were kids, the drive-in when we were kids. And, of course, my family was kind of like the, you know, the, the Swissville version of the Beverly Hillbillies. There were so many people in that car. There were nine of us at the drive-in. <laughs> and it was in the days where you didn't sit outside. You stayed in the car. We, used, we watched one time we went to the movie. We, we saw I was probably like eight. We saw Romeo and Juliet <gasps> and a foreign film called Z. Which I've since both seen, like you know, on the you know, like a regular television screen. I had no idea what was going on, and I sat through both of those, Romeo and Juliet. I went, what? What are they even saying? I know they're speaking English, but I have no idea. And Z was an Italian thriller. I don't know, but it was just the idea of going to the drive-in and having an so experience. So, like four of you sat in the back seat.
I sat way in the back because I was next. My little sister probably was in my mother's arms. Can you imagine holding a baby for four hours in a drive-in <laughs> or longer? God bless my Grace Hall. She's a champion. <laughs> champion. And my dad, probably with my grandfather, they probably sat there and smoked cigarettes inside the car. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, but you weren't getting snacks, were you? No, we weren't getting snacks. I, so. I got maybe a bag of chips from A and P that you know everybody shared. By the time it got back to me, I might have had some crumbs. <laughs> right, it was pathetic. That's why I love the movies because now I'm like, oh, I'm going to get anything. You want a hot dog? I sure do. I want some fries. I want those. I was very surprised when you went. You and I went to see the movie a couple weeks ago. We saw the new C.S. Lewis film. Yeah, I was shocked and actually a shocked? little disappointed. What? That you didn't get butter on your popcorn. I had to defer to my wife. She won't. She does not want that. She's like she always scoffs at it. That's not butter. That's like oil. Don't uh, please. I'm, I don't want to eat that. Yeah, I'm that's like, true. Oh. Am I gonna say no? No, you deserve to have your hands all greasy eating vegetable oil. Well, just to appease me. I mean, she's right. I just I w- I was surprised that she had gotten no, through to you so clearly. It. The guy asked me every time, "You want butter?" And I look at her, and she gives me a look, and then I go, "No." You know how it is. That's how right. marriages work. <laughs> I'm just trying to be happy. That's all. That's what you want to do is be mad at a movie. Check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great night, Pittsburgh. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.